Well, I could live in a perfectly healthy, happy environment that will support me. But if I perceive it's a negative environment, then my cells inside my body do not know that it is a healthy environment. They only see the perception that I send to them. And this is why perception becomes so important, is because the cells are not directly touching the environment and depend on the nervous system's interpretation to adjust their biology. So if I change my perception, my mind, change my belief about life, I change the signals that are going in and adjusting the function of the cell. The point is very, very significant, and that is this. I'm not a victim of my genes because I, uh, by my ability to change my environment and by my ability to change my perception of the environment, have the ability to control my genetic activity. I'm not a victim of my heredity. I'm a master of my genetic activity. The world as we see it right now is, is in an evolutionary upheaval. We're leaving behind an old belief system and moving into a new world. But this new world, what's different about it is in the past, if you looked at it, people have perceived themselves as victims of everything around them, victims of circumstances. And then we go, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, life did not give me those wonderful things that other people have. And the simple reality is, no, no, if you have an issue, it's not the outside. This is what we've always, oh, universe, give me something. We now know that our issues are internal. It's our own subconscious beliefs that we've been programmed with of disempowerment. Like when a child is growing up and getting its programs, so think of what things parents say. Oh, you don't deserve this. Who do you think you are? I mean, the parents didn't mean that for your whole life. They just, they were trying to, you know, goad you, you know, needle you to make a change. So they would say these things. 95% of our life comes from those programs. So if you have disempowering beliefs about who you think you are, because you got them from other people, that's how you know who you are. These disempowering beliefs play 95% of the day in an average person's life. So I say, yeah, well, my wishes and desires, oh, I want success, I want great relationships, I want all these wonderful things, I want health. I go, well, that's conscious mind, because conscious mind's creative. But uh, as science reveals, only 5% of the day are we operating from our own personal wishes and desires. 95% of the day we operate from the programs that we got in the first seven years. And if those programs, which psychologists have told us, 70% are negative and disempowering and self-sabotaging, I say, good, apply these 95% of the day in your life. And you realize why your life is a struggle. It's not a struggle because the universe is not providing. It's a struggle because your own consciousness is not accepting. And this is where we have to change. And so getting control of your mind taking charge of your consciousness is a way of overcoming those limitations. There are many different ways to, to take this control back in, in your life. Uh, and one of them is the ability to, uh, like in yoga, for example, to be the master of your mind and not let it run the monkey mind. Let it run. No, I want this. I don't, don't let this other one go. Once I feed you with an idea that you are susceptible to something, uh, look, I can feed you with an idea that this pill that we just got from the pharmaceutical company, it's the greatest, best thing for your issue. And I give you this pill and you get better. And then later you find out it was a sugar pill and everybody goes, yeah, that's called the placebo effect. And I go, what does it really mean? I said, you didn't get healed by the pill, you got healed by the belief in the pill. And I go, well, yeah, that, that's what placebo is all about. And at least one third, minimum of one third of all medical intervention is, uh, it's a placebo effect that where the healing comes from. 
Everybody goes, yeah, I know about the placebo. I go, yeah, but that's a result of positive thinking. What about negative thinking? Uh, and this is what we don't talk about, but the reality is it's equally powerful in regard to affecting your biology as is positive thinking, but it works in the opposite direction. A negative thought is called the nocebo effect, can cause any disease and, and you can die. If you believe you're gonna die, you can die from the belief. So uh, we really have to watch out because as psychologists would tell us, 70% or more of our thoughts are negative and redundant, replaying the same negative thoughts. I go, if, if thoughts had nothing to do with it, fine. But thoughts, positive or negative, shape our biology. And all of a sudden it says, well, now it's time to wake up because our negative thinking is, is manifesting a negative life experience. The only problem is this, when you invest so much money into a belief system, and then a belief system isn't really right. You try to hold on as long as you can because if you spend hundreds of billions of dollars in this belief, you don't want to just, oh, okay, we'll just change it. So uh, it, it's a struggle, but uh, the reality is coming forward and the public is just becoming aware of it. And it's a revolution because as I said, um, if you believe genes control your life, you're a victim of your heredity. Right. Yeah, uh, okay, when I say genetic control, that's the belief that genes control our characters. When I say epigenetic control, it almost sounds the same, but epi means above. So when I say epigenetic control, literally it's control above the genes. And this is what we now recognize that the environment, and very specifically our perception of the environment, changes our genetic activity. So that means, well wait, that's not a victim because I can change my environment, I can change my perception, and all of a sudden if I can do that, then I can control my genes. Well, we're going from victim to mastery. Now, when parents have one child, they, they raise it like the first child. Okay, I raise the child this way. After that, if they have a second child, well, they already have all the different experiences of having a child. So they raise the second child different than they did the first child, et cetera, to the third. What's the point is, well, I can start with the same genetics, like my stem cells, same genetics, but it's the environment in which the genes are found that will determine the character and expression. Now, what people have to understand about epigenetics is it changes the reading of the gene. It does not change the gene. If you're born with gene X, you're always gonna have gene X, but how will it express itself? And I go, well, it depends on, on your life and your character, your behavior, your environment. It's genes plus environment. Uh, if it was just genes, I would be able to tell you exactly here's what's gonna happen. But most of that is changeable by how you, how you live and where you live. So you got about seven major diseases, only one gene. If you got that gene and the gene card shows it, okay, you, you know, you got that gene, you're gonna deal with it. All the other diseases are multiple genes. Cancer is a minimum of 12 to 14 genes, so it's not an accident. Uh, you, you can't change one gene and get cancer. You have to change 12 to 14 genes, and all of a sudden, then probability uh, is a chance. It's like, no, it, it, we are creating a cancer, and we can uncreate a cancer. People have spontaneous remissions, but they, they change it not by changing their biology, but by changing their mind.